0: Austin Matthews marvels again in the Leafs 9-2, thumping over the Anaheim Ducks. We'll break down the victory and tee up today's matinee game against the St. Louis Blues. You're listening to the Locked On Leafs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome into the Locked On Leaves podcast, a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co host, Dave Morisuti. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. What's up, Dave? How was your weekend, buddy?
1: It was pretty solid, not gonna lie. Uh, a little cold pretty cold out
0: yes yeah yeah it's uh it's probably one of the colder weekends that we've experienced here in southern Ontario um and look good family day weekend got to spend some time with the family I'm still back in Niagara as you can tell by uh just uh, just not the usual background and he's just in the spare bedroom here on a random desk and it's quite dark and it's it's not the best spot to be recording podcasts, but it is what it is, man. Um, and I got to watch the, the game on Saturday night with the family and uh, my mom, who, you know, she dabbles. She likes to watch hockey and she's kind of become more of a bigger Leafs fan, I guess, as uh, as I've it's become part of my job. She couldn't help but just, like, stand up and cheer on that game the other night against the St. Louis Blues, especially Austin Matthews, who was just an absolute beast. Back-to-back games now with a hat trick for Austin Matthews. Um, sitting there, sixth hat trick of the <laughs> season. Uh, 48 goals now through 52 games. I mean, this guy is just incredible. He's doing things that have not been done in a very long time.
1: At any point, did your mom get tired of watching that game between the Leafs? Not tired of watching it, but like physically
0: tired of cheering every time the Leafs scored against the Ducks? (laughs) For the first couple of periods, well, they put up eight goals in the first two periods, and it's like, oh, man, this is just, this is a route. This is a route. And it's funny because one of my my best bets that I write for covers.com, the best bet and the parlay, my same game parlay, all cashed. Literally in the first period, because I had Matthew's goal, Leafs over three and a half goals, and then first to score. And, and all of that happened in the first period, because it was just bang, 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 goal after goal after yeah. goal. It was crazy how quick, how often those goals were coming for Toronto. I mean, that was just pure domination, though. Like, they were all over Anaheim. And, uh, you know, McMahon got a couple. Neilander scored. Nick Robertson scored. Jake McCabe got one. And... Tyler Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi gets off the schneid, ends his goal drought, and uh, so he finally was able to put one into the back of the net. And just the sigh of relief that must have been on, you know, that he had, you know, everyone was pretty stoked for that to happen. Like, if you watch that power play, like, Matthews' goal was not for him to score, but 100% to set up Bertuzzi for a goal. That was the only legitimate thing that they were trying to do on that power play. That was what they had to execute. And uh, the first try didn't really work. It, he brings it off the post and you're like, Oh my God. But eventually um, Tyler Bertuzzi does finally put a goal into the back of the net and uh, everything was coming up. Leafs in that game, everything nine two Matthews, Hattie McMahon, a couple, and obviously Bertuzzi scored. The power play was rolling it really had it all for Toronto. Like when
1: that, not to not to overshadow the whole game, but when that, a
0: couple fights yep.
1: too. A lot of fisticuffs. And like when I saw Tyler, Tyler Bertuzzi hit the post, I put in the Discord, oh my God, this guy is never going to score again. Like he might as well quit. And then a minute later, Austin Matthews, just like, okay, we're clearly you shooting the puck into the net isn't working. So I'm going to just throw it at you and hope it works. Yeah. And and I said, that's how
0: there and just kind of just just tap it in. Basically,
1: I said what the Leafs need to do going forward for Tyler to score is have him stand in front of the net, shoot the puck right at him and hope it goes off of him and in.
0: Well, I don't know if you saw, and we'll, we'll get into uh, you know what we kind of saw from practice and the latest going into tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues. But it looks like the Leafs are going to toy with a five-man forward power play unit, and Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be net front for the Maple Leafs here on the power play. So you know, Bertuzzi, after you know scoring a goal, getting off the schneid and getting one on the power play, he is going to get another opportunity here. Uh, on the power play it looks like against the St. Louis Blues again we'll get to that in just a little bit Uh, what else did you really like about uh, the Leafs game this um, Saturday night I mean
1: you know all know I was concerned about this game because I was like the Leafs are going to take their opponent lightly it's not gonna like it's gonna be one of those games I had that feeling because they've done it many times before and they proved me wrong like could not have proved me wrong anymore. They go into this game. All you hear about is Lucas Dostal stopped over 50 shots in this in the last game they played. You know, they they barely won that game 2-1. First shot of the game went in the net. Yep. That to me, I think set the tone for the rest of the game because you could tell when a goaltender's in your head, you Nothing better than to say than to get that squashed right off the bat. And I think that that first goal that just and the ease of how Austin Matthews scored that goal set the tone for the game because they were not going to let that you know linger in their brains.
0: Yeah, and uh, then the goals just started coming and coming and coming and coming and, they didn't and really stop. did not stop, did not stop throughout the uh, the entire night. So, yeah, big night for the Maple Leafs and for the offense uh, in that one uh, again for Toronto. And, and it was it was a night where they were missing, uh, you know, one of their big players again, uh, the captain was out for the game, and they were still able to to get it done without John Tavares, who uh, was back at practice on Sunday. So expected to return and play once again for the Maple Leafs uh, against the Blues. There are some other players who did not practice today. We'll get to that in just a little bit also while we tee up the game tonight. But why don't we take a quick break, come back. We'll get into the three stars from Saturday night's victory over the St. Louis Blues, and then we'll tee up tonight's game, uh, or over the Anaheim Ducks, and we'll tee up tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues. So we'll do that all when we return. You're listening to the Lockdown These Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understand one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights after providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses helping management groups na- navigate conflict and onboarding new employees camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples did your valentine's gift to tickets to the game go cool over as well as you'd hoped get the couples and family online seminar for 25 percent off for the month of February, using the discount code Locked On. Again, there's discount code Locked On for 25% off for the rest of the month at www.communiconsulting.ca. Or mention Locked On when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free. Welcome back into the Locked On at Lease podcast, it's Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti, we are your hosts here at Locked On Lease, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, we got new episodes that come out each and every weekday, uh, wherever you get your podcast audio-wise, also up on YouTube, just subscribe, Locked On Lease, Monday through Friday, get that Lease content directly to you happy family day to all of those uh celebrating here in uh canada uh or is that a no that's not is that a canadian or ontario i can't remember if it was a national or I'm pretty provincial sure it's holiday. Ontario, i'm pretty sure it's an ontario holiday okay so for all of those ontarians out there celebrating family day hopefully you enjoy it and because it is a holiday and it's also was it president's day down south president's day in the states yeah And also President's Day in the States, which is why jam-packed hockey schedule uh, today, all starting at 1 in the afternoon, which includes a matchup between your Toronto Maple Leafs and the St. Louis Blues. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, But really quick, let's put a bow on Saturday night's dominant victory over the Ducks. Uh, 9-2 was the final. We will go through our three stars of the game as we do on each and every victory. Dave, why don't you start us off? Who's your third star? I'm going to go with Max Domi. Yeah.
1: You might wonder why. I know he didn't exactly light things up offensively, but he did what I think was a big service to this Leafs team, which was Raku Goose would not fight Ryan Reeves. Max Domi was not going to let him get away with it. And, okay, he had two assists in the game, so he did get two points. It's not like he didn't do anything else in the game. But there was two moments. There was obviously the initial dust-up with Gudis, and then late in the game where Gudis decides to... It looked innocent when he did the little cross-check to the back of Bobby McMahon, but I didn't care. I loved that Max Domi is like, you're not touching my guy after he made you look like an AHL defenseman, right? Like <laughs> we know why Raquel Gouda's was pissed off because the Leafs decided to make him a target rightfully. So, yeah. and it probably made that victory that much sweeter to do that. Obviously we know the whole background with him, you know, yelling to Joseph Wolfe's face, it being brought up again, going into this game. But that's why Max Domi was brought here. Right, Max Domi was brought in to not not stand down in these moments. And, and it's not the first time Max Domi has done this this season. Now, we've obviously criticized for certain moments where it has not happened. But I'm going to give Max Domi a lot of credit for doing it in the moments that it mattered.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think uh, you know. I, I think Max Domi deserves a lot of credit for the way that uh, he played the other night. Played well. As, I mean, offensively, sure he didn't score, but I thought they did a good job just as a playmaker and and a driver of play. Um, but ultimately, you know, sticking up for his teammates and and playing that physical game. The snot was present in this one, which is one of the reasons why he was brought in here. Um, but I thought I'm, I'm looking for the quote, but I thought I had heard. Sheldon Keefe uh, have a quote saying something along the lines of, I, I wanted to get Max more minutes, but he kept finding himself in the penalty box because he kept fighting all game. I thought I saw that quote flying around Twitter somewhere. I, I couldn't find it, but uh, I could have here, sworn I, quote. I, I got
1: the quote right here. It was tough to get Max minutes tonight because he was in the box a lot, but I love his effort and just his passion.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, that sums it up very, very well. Uh, Domi, good game by him. And, um, and he got the belt. That's right. I mean, you look at all the goal scores that were in this game and the belt went to max Domi just goes to show how important, um, you know, what he brought physically to that game, what that kind of meant to, to the team. Um, you know, I gave my third start to Jake McCabe. I thought Jake McCabe had a, a real solid game and obviously scored. You know, it's not too often that this team gets much offense from the back end, especially with Morgan Riley still serving his suspension. So for Jake McCabe to to, to wire one and get it into the back of the net was big. I thought that he did a really good job defending. You know, the, the Ducks didn't really get to do a whole lot uh, in that game, laid a couple of big hits, obviously. Um, you know, so the physicality was there for Jake McCabe as per usual. So, uh, Jake McCabe deserved, uh, some love for, uh, the game as well. So he would have three hits, four blocks, uh, yeah, three hits and four blocks was a plus three on the night. Jake McCabe in just over 21 and a half minutes of ice time, um, gave him my third star of the game. Royal Your- Yes, yes, he's awarded. That nose is not looking great, man. Like <laughs> he takes a he takes a hit to that face every single, every night, man. Every night he's taking a stick or he's getting his face shoved into the boards. Like that nose is just never gonna heal, man. Never gonna heal. Uh second star. Go ahead. I mean, he. Other
1: than Austin Matthews, no one's scoring more than Bobby McMahon right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the man right now. He is the man. He Like,
1: he was at one point, I, I, I think they're tied or maybe he has more goals than Tyler Bertuzzi and he's played far fewer games than Tyler Bertuzzi <laughs> this season. Let me look and, that and up. He, the, his shot is just so good. Like, the way that he's able to just rip that shot it pains me to see it because I wondered how much more we could have seen for Bob McMahon, especially at the start of the year when we're talking about this team lacking the secondary scoring. And there's someone here that, I mean, obviously he's been dealing with injuries, so that plays a, a role in him not being able to play as much. Um, They're tied in goals, by the way, they yeah. both have, both yeah. have uh, seven. Bob has played 29 games. Tyler Bertuzzi has played 52. <laughs> just, in, so, yeah. Uh, so the secondary scoring is there. They just need to give this guy more opportunity. I like him on that third line with if yep. it was him, uh, who was it? Him Holmberg and Robertson. It was Robertson. the Marley line. I, I I wanted to actually call that the Marley line because all three guys were Marley's players. Right? They probably all played together at some point. Last yeah. year with Marley's, so I, I just like that this is what development is supposed to do. Internal development is supposed to bring guys into these opportunities, and I like to see him get more rope to see if this is someone that you can rely on, you know, down the stretch here. So you don't have to necessarily go out and find someone to do what he can do. There's still areas at least need to explore, but I think if you can get Bob McMahon to show that he is capable of being a secondary scoring threat it makes Sheldon Keith's life just a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um he's my second star as well. I mean, you score a couple of goals and and end up with three points on the night, you're going to have some success obviously. But it's the way that he's playing and his willingness to to just like go to the net and his willingness to to shoot the puck. He's playing with a little bit of swagger and confidence right now too. Um so it's it's really nice to see from him, and and you're right. This team needed somebody to provide some offense from that bottom six, and it looks like. I mean, I, it, we're talking a small sample size, but he's got five goals in his last three games here, um, and it, it's it's coming for him, right? He was injured to start the year. He's been a late bloomer. I mean, the guy's 27. He's not that young. He is very much a late bloomer here. But I was having a conversation with somebody, and I'm like, I don't want to put, th- I don't want to put this level on bobby mcmahon but i'm like he kind of you know has a little bit of hymen in him right like he's kind of an energizer bunny type of guy will go into the corners he can take a puck out of the corner off the boards he can shoot he's good in and around the net he's got decent hands you know and 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 he's got some size to him he's what six one six two two ten he's got some size to him so i, I think bobby mcmahon is like if he can develop into a really solid like third line energy guy who can provide a little bit of offense for this team that would be perfect like that's exactly what they need going forward so in the last couple of games here he's starting to play with a lot of confidence and uh, hopefully that continues and you know it's 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 he's still very young in his NHL career yes He's an experienced player. He's an older player. But in terms of NHL games, he's been quite limited throughout his career. And I think he's only played yeah, 39 games in the NHL. So he's still learning, but he's learning on the fly. And you can tell that things are starting to kind of click for this guy. He's realizing, you know, to go to the net, to shoot the puck. Um, And I, I, you know, I've really liked what I've seen from him of late. And I loved what I saw from him Saturday night, which is why I got the second star. The first star is obviously Austin Matthews, the man who got the hat trick, uh, the sixth hat trick of the season for Austin Matthews, which actually breaks uh, a cap uh, cap era record for hat tricks in a season. First player to get six in one season, and he only needed 52 games to do it, Dave. 52 games to record six hat tricks. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. When Austin Matthews
1: scores, it comes in bunches, and we don't hate it.
0: Now, we, evidently,
1: you know they—they they, they were talking about all like the records that Matthews is, you know, on his way to breaking, like how close he is to establishing, you know, the Leafs record for goals and a career and as a Maple Leaf. And like, did I? Am I the only one that thought he had the potential to get to fifty in that game? Like he scored a hat trick, and there's still lots of time left to get two more.
0: Yeah, he scored a hat trick, and there's still half the game.
1: Like he decided at one point, I'm not going to go and score. I'm going to go and help a guy who hasn't scored in almost thirty games. And it it worked, And it It worked. worked. Remember how we some? I I remember some people like, oh, awesome Matthews uses score goals. He can't even do assists. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna help the guy who can't score actually score a goal. Like yeah. that should have been worked double the assists in that <laughs> regard. Like, I don't think people truly understand what Austin Matthews is accomplishing right now. And I think part of the reason is because the Leafs haven't been on the same level in terms of where they are in the standings, right? They just got into third in the Atlantic division. Like if the Leafs were among the top teams in the league, I think Austin Matthews season will be talked about a little bit more than it has been.
0: What do you think we'll get more run? Uh, when all said and done, when you look at like MVP consideration, if Matthews gets to a hundred and or if Matthews gets to 40 points, 40, sorry, let me restart that. If Matthews gets to 70 goals uh, this season, currently on pace for 76 goals. So, I mean, even if he just gets to 70, which again, he's on pace for uh, over 50 games into the year, what do you think is more impressive, that? Or if Kutrov were to get to, let's say, 140 points this season? To me,
1: McDavid got to how many points a few
0: years ago? Like He got to 153 last year.
1: Yeah. When was the last time we saw somebody score 70? We're talking the nineties. The nineties where goals were coming in bunches. Timu Solani and Alex McGillney both had 70 in the same year. I think like look, I understand that like, Kucherov will probably get the heart trophy nod if he continues at the pace he's at. And he might even get more than 140 because he, you know, he can go on a game on, where he has three or four points. Yeah,
0: he's on pace right now for 140. Exactly. So like incredible season.
1: I just think what I think Austin Matthews will get some love because people are, if he gets to 70, that's going to bode well for his campaign because we haven't seen it
0: in so long.
1: I was Mike. We weren't born <laughs> when a player scores 70
0: goals. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We were, uh, we were either fetuses or just not even a, a thing yet. Not even a thought at that point, Um, which I guess it would have been done a year before we were born. So, yeah, literally would not have been even that at that point. I'm just curious to see on FanDuel, because I know that before the weekend, Austin Matthews was like uh, sixth or fifth when it came to uh, the MVP award. I'm curious if this weekend changed anything for the odds. It did. It did actually... Push him up a couple of slots. I think he was about 10 to 1 or 11 to 1 before the weekend started. After back to back hat tricks, he's now 7 to 1, fourth in voting. Nathan McKinnon is the leader at plus 140, then Kucherov McDavid, and then Austin Matthews at plus 700 uh, over on FanDuel. So if you think McMatthews gets to 70 goals, I don't know if anyone else really, like, if 70 goals is. Is better than 140 or 150 points to you, then Austin Matthews at seven to one is a pretty good bet, a pretty so- sound and solid bet right now. Um, and if he keeps up this pace, that might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle on a futures play. Uh, that that I can I can tell you. All right, Um, but yeah, solid outing by the Maple Leafs, and they'll have to regroup, and uh, they're back at it. Today, they've got the St. Louis Blues, an afternoon matinee game, 1 o'clock puck drop. Let's come back, let's tee up the game, and tell you guys about who may or may not be playing, because there was, uh, uh, the bug is still going around. Whether it's an illness or an injury bug, there's a lot of game time decisions again for this game. So we'll fill you in on all of that when we return. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morasuti. You're listening to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. It's almost a halfway point in the season, Lee, fans. And regardless of where we are in the standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. To win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, uh, you need to quickly predict the outcome of eight player stats. All you got to do is pick whether studs like Crosby or McKinnon or McDavid, Matthews, Nylander, Ilya Samsonovs, any of those players will record more or less in their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. You heard me, Leaf fans. You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use a promo code locked on NHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's Terms views for details and locational availability. Welcome back into the Locked On at Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morisuti. Toronto, back in action on this family day Monday afternoon. It's a matinee game against the St. Louis Blues, a team in which they just beat six days ago, and they will face them this time in St. Louis. It's a 1 o'clock puck drop uh, for the Leafs and Blues, which means it's what, like a noon game, I guess, in St. Louis? What are they, one, yeah, two hours noon. back? Yeah, noon local time. Noon local time start there, one o'clock Eastern. Um lots of question marks in terms of what the lineup is going to look like for the Maple Leafs going into tonight's game. Um, first and foremost, I suppose we should probably take a minute to send our condolences to Mark Giordano and his family. Um, his father, Paul, passed away this past weekend, and uh, so Gio is is away with his family, obviously, right now. And, and I don't expect for him to, to be playing uh, in this game tonight. He was not at practice yesterday, so I think he'll join the team a little bit later on in the week on this road trip. So Giordano not expected to play. Morgan Riley, unless they get word on this suspension, the hearing was on Friday. We'll see if they end up getting a- any word on that. If they do and he gets cut down to three games, which again, very unlikely that Morgan Riley uh, is expected to be out. And then you take a look at some of the game time decisions and the injuries. Uh, William Lagason, who left the game against the Anaheim Ducks. He is going to be a game time decision, along with Jake McCabe and Timothy Lilligren, and then obviously Connor Timmins with Mono out long term here. Um, that is a concerning amount of defenders that uh, that the least could be could be without tonight, Dave.
1: Yeah, we literally talked about Jake McCabe blocking four shots, having three hits, his nose looking mangled. Lilligren He's taking Jimmy Lugrin has played over 20 20 or so more minutes tonight. Um Mitch Marner has had to play defense, had to play defense against the ducks. I mean, it wasn't really too hard considering the I'm team is sure. up. <laughs> they they had a sizable lead, so it wasn't as concerning. Um Marshall uh Refai, I think is that's how yeah, you pronounce it.
0: Refi, Rafe, yeah. Refi. I think.
1: He has been re- called up. Um And a lot of people are pretty happy about that. If you talk to any of the Marlies, people who follow the Marlies, someone that's worked really hard to get to this point. So maybe a good chance he gets into the game based on what we're seeing. The one I think is the most question was obviously Lagason because he left early in that game and didn't come back. The other two, I'm just like Lilligrain and McCabe. I'm hoping it's because they took a maintenance day. Whatever they're dealing with, they can kind of get over it. But the concerning part is like this is a four game road trip they're going on and they're pretty four pretty tough games like, yes. they're not easy games either like tough teams they're play- going up against so it's a little concerning to see how many how banged up this blue line really is.
0: Yeah, because they got St. Louis, then Arizona, then Vegas, then Colorado, and then they come home and they play Vegas again. So it is a very difficult uh, little stretch that the Maple Leafs have here. The reason why I'm, I'm 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 kind of perplexed about whether or not guys like McCabe or Lilligren and, and whether or not they're going to be in the lineup tonight is just a quote from Sheldon Keefe Sunday after practice. He said, at this point, Quite honestly, I don't have any real sense of what our lineup is going to look like tomorrow in reference to all the guys who just simply weren't at practice and um, have been banged up. And, and obviously the illness has been going around the room and cost some guys uh, some games here. And, you know, Riley, I guess the jury's still out there. And so that comment, that quote by Sheldon Keith, made me, or led me to believe that maybe Lilligard and McCabe are more so game time decisions than we initially thought they would be perhaps. I don't know. Am I reading into that too much? That's kind of what I pulled from that quote at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's, they didn't it's practice Sunday. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it was a morning, like a small skate. Like it was a fall practice. Yeah. The team had to go with five. Like they had Morgan Raleigh take a regular shift, right? On the blue line. Cause they didn't have enough guys. Uh, Rafai had to skate on his own because he legitimately did not have a defensive partner to go with. Like it's, it's concerning when you have that many players and the coach has no idea how many of them are actually like capable of playing. And like, this isn't like uh, Oh, we're trying to trick the blues or anything like this is like our guys have been through the ring of the last few games. Now it's only two more games left until Riley comes back. So you'll at least get Riley back Vegas, Unless the appeal happens or before that, as we mentioned, I doubt it's going to happen because the league is, you know, we don't know how quickly the league is trying to get this all handled. And it usually, I didn't even expect the hearing to happen as quickly as it did. So maybe really we could be surprised in that regard, but. We also have to have faith in Gary Bevan overturning the ruling as well. Let's not forget. Yeah, which I,
0: yeah I, I do not. Yeah. And if he does, definitely not by two games yeah. at that. So uh, I think we can expect Riley to be out this game. So, um, yeah, Riley out Giordano uh, not playing as well. And then Lilligren, Laguson, and McCabe will all be game time decisions uh, for tonight's game as well. Uh, Tabaris was back in practice. He's expected yeah. to play. Yeah tonight in st louis so they'll have uh their full lineup up front um and outside of that we'll see what ends up happening uh samsonov's gonna get the start uh against st louis again so you know he played didn't have to face a whole lot the last time these two teams played and that's the thing too like last time the blues and Leafs played was t- tuesday and that was the game that you know riley got his first game that he was suspension so he didn't play and then Marner and Tavares were ill and didn't play. So they played shorthanded already once against the Blues and came out successful. How uh how confident are you I suppose that if, you know, a couple of blue liners are going to be out in this game, uh can Lightning strike twice? Can they get through this Blues team again a little bit banged up and shorthanded?
1: Well, I mean, since they since the Blues lost they had a pretty decent out like response against the Oilers and then they lost to the Predators so like i th- this blues team i can't get like i feel like they're a team that you know keith said didn't have their best outing and you can kind of bet that this time around they're not going to try to do that at home and they're also at home so that makes things a little bit tougher i it, it's tough for lightning to strike twice i i thought the Leafs surprised me a lot in that game against the Blues. Yep. Maybe the adversity pushes this team to play that much more in terms of trying to, you know, pitch in defensively to help and things like that. But yeah, I mean, you're already down Riley. You don't have Jordano. That's a new development from because he didn't, he did play against the Blues and he's not playing in this one. So mm-hmm. he. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be it was going to be tough regardless without Riley. Anyways, I know people have their opinion with him non lineup and how the team is playing. I'd rather have a healthy blue line than not have a healthy blue line.
0: Yep, yep. So uh, definitely keep an eye on that to see uh, who will or will not be in the lineup um, with all those game time decisions. Uh, really quickly. Um, we wanted to talk about this video that's been going pretty viral online within Leafs, uh, Leafs Nation, and it was um, after Matthews had scored a hat trick in Saturday's game. Uh, some gentleman decided that uh, he was going to take it upon himself and take a hat off of another gentleman's head. Uh, we're showing the video here on YouTube. If you're watching it, you can watch, watch this TikTok here that's going on. And he just grabs a hat off this older gentleman and throws it onto the ice. And you can very clearly see that this guy is not happy about it. Um, The the guy who threw the hat thought it'd be funny. And obviously, this older gentleman was not too pleased. And uh, look, I think a PSA for anyone listening to this podcast, watching. If you're ever going to a game and a hat trick is scored, don't touch anyone else's hat. Like, if you want to throw your hat onto the ice, by all means, go ahead, right? That's part of the game. It's fun. Don't touch anyone else's hat. You don't know what that hat is, if there's sentimental reasons, if it's an expensive yeah. hat. Like, that wasn't a, a, a random, you know, $30 Blue Jays hat. Like, that was all like a cowboyish looking hat. That looked like a nice hat. And obviously, he was not pleased about that happening. And and I wouldn't be either if I was that gentleman. So, a PSA from us here at Locked on Leafs. Ah, uh, don't touch anyone else's belongings, um, and, and and throw them onto the ice or a hat when a hat trick. If he wanted to throw it out, he would have done it himself. Very clearly, he was not wanting to part with that hat at that moment.
1: Yeah, two things are going to say on that. One, as a certified hat thrower for a hat trick, you better well be willing to throw your hat when you. And I, I threw a hat that I knew that it was kind of an older hat, and I didn't mind throwing don't and don't also pressure someone to throw a hat because for the same very same reason hats are expensive now there are some hats going for 45 50 bucks right now yeah not everyones
0: yeah.
1: not everyone's willing to shell out that money for a hat um so that's the first thing second I should we should note that apparently the hat was retrieved like everyone in the section was clamoring for the staff to find the hat and give the hat back so that's, that's a good, good. thing and apparently this person, Felt bad about doing it. But to me, that's the wrong mentality too. Because clearly you knew you were going to do something that probably was going to lead to a reaction and not a positive one for a TikTok. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go into an old man rant about TikTok, even though I'm not considered old man, although some <laughs> people might disagree with that. Don't do stuff like that for the content. Just don't. Throw if you have a hat, throw a hat.
0: Growing Leave up, the- growing, up I, growing up, You and I, the saying was due for the gram, and now it's it's due oh for the talk. God, yeah, it's due for the talk now. Everyone's doing the all this stuff for TikToks. You ever walk down a road and see just like teenagers doing like TikTok yeah. dances and just like setting up, doing right? Re- oh, it's 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 the scene
1: The CNE this past year, I oh. ran into at least four or five youngins. Gen Zs or whatever they want to call themselves now, setting up tripods in the busiest public event in Ontario in the summer Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. do these TikToks, and like it's getting to the point where they're getting tripods and ring lights. It's gone out of control, and now we're throwing people's hats on to lights for a hat trick. Let's be better.
0: Yeah, let's let's be better people. Let's be better, and again, just. Don't touch anyone else's property. That's the only real thing I could say. It's like if it's, it's not your hat to throw. Don't ever, ever, ever grab a stranger's hat and throw it because of a hat trick. That's not the spirit of what uh, what a hat trick is. So, um, and with that though, we will uh, we'll we'll leave it there. Uh, enjoy the game today. Again, it's an early one, 1 p.m. You can watch it. Uh, Leafs and Blues down in St. Louis. That'll do it for us here today on the podcast like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morris and Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, uh, leave a like and a comment down below if you enjoyed this video. That'd be greatly appreciated. We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. We will be recapping the Leafs and Blues game. Go Leafs, go. Enjoy the game. Until then, keep a locked right here on Locked On Leaves.